okay. me one, two. I mean, three, four, five, it looks, six. It looks pretty good to me. Eight, nine. All right. Welcome in, everyone, to Untitled Van Life Project, the podcast. I am Amy. This person I'm pointing to that you can't see right now is Caleb. Welcome to the show. Hello. Hello, everyone. I know it's been a little bit of a hiatus here. This is typically the time of the year where we take a little hiatus, uh, kind of the close of last year into the new year. I think this one was probably a little longer than normal. Because longer than expected, yeah. Longer than expected. Yeah. I don't know what I expected, but here we are. <laughs> it, it is uh, January is almost over, and uh, we have a lot to catch up on. January is almost over, but like it really personally just to me feels like it's just beginning <laughs> it is yes and uh, we're gonna cover all why we feel this way um, yeah for sure but yeah if uh, you're listening thank you for listening and thanks for you know enjoying the break with us <laughs> hopefully you enjoyed the break <laughs> hopefully you enjoyed the thanks break for coming back yes thanks for coming yeah. back and i hope you're ready for a year worth of solid conversations yes yes i love the way you worded that but yes, because I am ready. I'm, <laughs> I'm refreshed, refreshed, yeah. and rejuvenated to continue this podcast. Honestly, these little, or I mean, I don't know what if it was little or big, whatever. But these hiatuses that we take, you know, I think over time they're a really good thing. Like they keep everything sustainable, keep us feeling refreshed. And shoot, that's just kind of like a common thing we've just found in this lifestyle, anyways. Like taking breaks from things, even if you like and enjoy them like taking breaks from them is always not always but like usually a positive thing right yeah you, you feel know? You, you know just always reassessing i know we do that a lot in van life with certain things and even with this podcast you know it was it felt like a natural time to kind of just take a break even though we didn't really discuss it beforehand <laughs> or announce it you know or really you know embrace it we got around fact, to announcing yeah, it <laughs> logistically it just kind of happened it felt yeah. natural and it felt like a good time to yeah just refresh and reset and like come back to the podcast with you know renewed minds and uh, renewed energy and i yeah. feel that way yeah definitely so yeah good. i'm ready to get this thing going this is crazy this is like year three i guess we originally recorded our first podcast in in the year of our lord 2020 in march in march of 2020 yeah. so you guys know what happened then and now wow. we're recording still same podcast in January of 2023. Wow, that's really trippy to think about. <laughs> I remember sitting on our couch in Denver recording that first episode in March of 2020. Like, wow. How yeah. much has changed? How much has stayed the same? Which One is thing not, that's stayed the much. same, and that's <laughs> recording this podcast. Yeah. So I, I want to give us props for that. We're... Now coming in the year three. And, Good uh, job, friend. Yeah, and if you've been listening this whole time, we thank you a lot. Yeah. And um, let's, we're, let's we're, keep going. Let's keep it going. Let's yeah. Move so forward. if you like listening and you enjoy it, maybe tell some other people to listen too. And maybe you, referrals are always good. Yeah, and maybe like you, you know, maybe raid and review. That'd be cool too. Raid. Rate with the T. Did you say raid? No, <laughs> rate. I thought you said raid. I was trying not to clip the mic. Okay, but. Why did we take this long break? Okay, well, really the thing that kind of, I guess, was the catalyst to this break was we had a really long trip, a very long journey ahead of us. We have spent, we just calculated it this morning, we have spent the last one month and two days in, well, making a trip to Nashville. Because the way we calculated it, we weren't in Nashville that whole time. Obviously, it takes a long time to get to Nashville. Um... 
because we were driving from Arizona. So, I mean, that's a 22 and a half hour drive. And that's from Phoenix? Yeah. It's 22 and a half hours? Yeah, from Phoenix to Nashville. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. If, for those of you who don't know, we are originally from born and raised in Nashville, Tennessee. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, we had been hanging out in the desert in Arizona for since uh, early November, basically. Mm-hmm. And we thought this was a good window to make a journey back to our roots. Back to the roots. Or back to the roots, as some people up north <laughs> like to say. <laughs> um <laughs> And yeah, there were, there was a lot of reasons. I mean, I know it is the holiday season, but honestly, that wasn't our main catalyst. I don't think it was just, we had time. And then also Amy, your Mm -hmm. sister was bringing in a new person into the family via birth. (laughs) I was really, I actually wanted you to be the person to say this because I was excited (laughs) how you were going to word it. Because I knew you weren't just going to be like, Amy's sister was having a baby. It was going to be like that what you just did okay well i did it so yeah that was kind of we we knew her due date was around that time Mm -hmm. um and we thought we wanted to be there for it we wanted to support and love on them and the new baby and so that was kind of the main catalyst and then also just tie in the fact that it was right around the holidays which is where we decided to finally be like all right all right let's try and make it in time for the holidays Mm -hmm. to to just see family and friends and then just kind of wait out not wait, but just, you know, be there for whenever we needed to to be there to see the, the new baby. Yeah. And, I mean, that time of year, like winter for us, is we don't have a lot of um, places that we have to be for work. As opposed to summer and fall, we have, like, lots of places we have to be. So we knew we had a lot of time um, to where, yeah, we didn't. We could just kind of take our time getting there and staying there for a little bit. Which, I mean, that's a big thing, too. Staying there was a main reason. We wouldn't just, yeah, to make to make the drive even mentally is a challenge. I yeah. mean, um, yeah, I mean, like you said, it was 22 and a half hours via Google Maps. And that's mm-hmm. not driving a 22 and a half foot van. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, that was like a normal car. So it's definitely going to take us longer, mm-hmm. which it definitely did, which we will get to. Yes. Um, <laughs> I never know how many miles that stuff is, though. Um, I mean, I know it was over over a thousand one way or both one way okay it's over a thousand miles one way um but we also knew when we made this journey that yeah okay it's going to take us four or five days to get there a thousand miles driving uh but we're going to be able to stay there for uh you know weeks at a time and and have you know a place to stay and be able to like really take advantage of it to where the drive felt worth it yeah i mean it takes (laughs) still questioning myself on that if the drive felt worth it (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's worth it being there. It takes, it does take a lot. Um, if you're going to do just like, if we want to start talking like logistically, like living in a van we and, do. and deciding, talking logistically. living in a van and deciding to do a trip that big, um, it takes a lot of energy. Yes. To be like, we, yeah, we're going to make this drive. It's going to take us hopefully four days. Um, yeah, it takes a lot of energy to work up to that. And it's hard to get the motivation to do that if you only have a short window of time in your landing spot. So that was another big thing is, yeah, we knew we had, you know, not a limited amount of time, but in our, in our like, the way our framework and how far I can see it into the future, an unlimited amount of time to yes. be there, basically. Um, an yeah. indefinite amount of time. Indefinite. If we wanted That's a good it. Word. So, yes, yeah. it, did, it did feel mentally worth it to go ahead and make this drive, which is something we did. 
actually in November of 2021. Mm -hmm. So we've done it before and same type thing. We we knew that it was going to be a drive and the journey to get there and, you know, close to a week of just driving. But mm -hmm. we knew we could stay there almost kind of indefinitely until we felt prepared to go back. And so mm -hmm. that was the same same thing with this trip. It's why we decided to do it at this time. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, it was a journey. It was a journey. Um, so... Oh, and so out of, I was going to say, so out of that, you said a month and two days? Yeah. I think we also calculated we were on the road for 10, ten. of them. Mm -hmm. 10 days on the road in the there van. There and back. There Between and back. there and back. And that yeah. is not really, you know, enjoyable van life. It's not, it's just. Well, I was going to say, Caleb, you always talk about how much you like driving. You're right. Because this is, this is a question that we get a lot too, is like, who does the driving? Or like, do y'all split it up? Or how do you do it? Um, Caleb does all the driving pretty much i mean i just i'll say you do it all um the reason for that there's a couple reasons number one uh you just like driving yes as you say always have <laughs> uh you say that you like driving a lot and that you get bored as a passenger uh-huh um for some reason i don't get bored as a driver yes um, i I mean, maybe that's just common sense, but like you can't. Well, I hope you're not bored because because <laughs> I got <laughs> then you're not shit paying attention. Do, yeah, but um, but yeah, you just you have literally you have expressed many times you enjoy driving and you get bored being like you like driving better than being a passenger. Well, before the van, we had this system worked out to where mm -hmm. so I do that I, I like a certain type of driving. I love driving on road trips. Just so, like down a highway straight forever. Exactly. Getting lost on the open road. So when we were living in our house in Denver and would go back to Nashville for whatever reason in our Jeep at the time, it was like a 16 and a half hour drive, which we would do in one day. You would do it. I yeah, I would <laughs> I would do the drive in one day because I could just I could do it. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I like driving. But when we were driving around town, you always drove. That was kind of our... We worked that out, actually, before we even moved to Denver. That was, like, our Nashville thing. Like, yeah. I would drive on road trips, but then, like, commuting around town, you, which is driving I actually hate. <laughs> like <laughs> driving I, in the city. Yeah, yeah, driving around the city is driving that I do not want to do. But mm -hmm. I will drive straight for 16 hours. Yeah, so we did kind of have a system worked out when we lived both in Nashville and in Denver where road trips... All you, anything else around town, like running errands, going out to eat, going to friend's house, whatever, that would be me. Yeah. Um, but now in the van, most of Everything's our Everything's a road trip. <laughs> it's like a road trip. Even if we're just going to get... Even if we're just going to do errands, you still do all that driving. Yeah. I mean, typically it's still like a 40-minute drive yeah. to do all the errands. You know? I will say, though, I do... And I'm... So, yeah, that's kind of how we decided is you do all the driving because I'm very neutral to either. Like, I don't mind driving. I don't think I can drive for as long as you can. But, like, I could definitely give you some breaks if you wanted of, like, two to three hours. Mm -hmm. I don't mind driving. I also don't mind being a passenger. I don't get bored. I have plenty of things to do to occupy my mind. Um, I'm fine with riding in the car for eight hours. Um so that's just kind of how we have it worked out. But I will say I do like to every now and then drive the van just so because there are times there have been times and probably will still be times in the future when I'm in the van by myself and I'm going to have to drive it by myself. And I don't want there to be so long of breaks in between to where I feel uncomfortable driving mm -hmm. the van. Um, so every now and then I'll pop in and just be like, hey, can I drive in? I'm going to drive into town today, you know, or I want to 
drive here today. You did drive for like 15 minutes on the way there <laughs> because uh, I had to pee really bad at one point. Yes. It was this might have been our first day of driving, leaving it Arizona was. It was and our driving first day. into New Mexico. Mm-hmm. And we hit on the two lane road. We hit like a, you know the flaggers. They were doing some construction, so it was down the one lane to where they had to stop everyone on one side mm-hmm. and then wait for all the cars to pass on the other, and then they would move you along. So we got stopped there. I had to pee. To cut down time on our journey, I thought that I had enough time to just go back and pee in our toilet while we were waiting for it to be flagged on. Mm-hmm. Well, of course, I waited just too long, and so I went back to pee, and literally as I started to like, get our toilet open and go, uh, the flag guy said that we could you know, progress. <laughs> I had told you, I was like, Amy, can you take over the driver's seat in case this happens? So mm-hmm. you switched over to the driver's seat, I went back to pee, but you're like, all right, I got to start moving. Yeah. So, um, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, you started moving and, um, I'll just give my aim like a five out of 10 on that. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. And then at that point, yes. Then I just kept driving for a little bit. Sorry about that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so that did happen, but for the most part, I mean, I'm not even say for the most part, you do all the driving. Yeah. You do. Um, so then logistically when doing a long drive like this, Caleb's doing all the driving, I feel like we've been asked this too, like, how do you plot out a long trip like that? Like how, how, yeah, how do you know where to stop and like where to stay? And there's a couple of things to that. I think and one this is thing, all you. Yes. This Typically is, you kind of plan out these, I mean, just based on like how we've discussed mm-hmm. how long we like to drive in the day, which is, I would not say more than eight hours max. <laughs> it's typically in like a five to eight hour rain window is yeah. what we're looking for it when we are like going on these long road trips. So I'll usually have like two spots along the way. One that is around five hours from wherever we are. And then one that's closer to eight. I mean, whether that's six or seven. Um, I feel like I typically don't find one longer than seven. So we have one closer to five and then maybe like one closer to seven hours away. And we kind of just hold those two spots in our heads loosely. And once we get to the first one, depending on how you're feeling, we'll either continue on or we'll stop there. Mm-hmm. Um, and especially like a trip to Nashville as well, like from Phoenix to Nashville or Arizona to Nashville, there aren't many places along the way we're wanting to stop. Like we're doing this trip to get to the destination. It's not 100%. I mean, it's always about the journey, but it's not about the journey. Whoa, <laughs> you know, like reverse. <laughs> I mean, if we're, I don't know, if we're traveling up to Colorado or over to California or something like, or up to Utah, like there are stops along the way we know we can and want to make. Mm-hmm. But Arizona to Tennessee, there's not many places we want to stop along there that are on the quickest route. I mean, yes, we would love to go down to Big Bend and White Sands. Like there's places you generally pass, but there's still going to be a few hours out of the way. Well, and this is not the season for them either. <laughs> True. None. I mean, yeah. I mean, we just, we want to get there. So we're going to take the quickest route possible. We're not really stopping to see things or do things. We're also starting to enter territory and travel through States where they're not as nomad friendly as we're used to. Um, and so that adds a whole nother piece as well. Yeah. You're not going to be finding like free, Business of dispersed land, camping. yeah, dispersed camping mm-hmm. uh, through Texas or through Oklahoma. You're going to no. be finding lots of truck stops. They yeah. are good in terms of truck stops and rest stops. Yeah, yeah. But not good in terms of BLM land mm-hmm. and, like, free camping. And the, even if they were, even, I mean, even the free camping that we stay on, like, here, um, it's not, like, it's not 
long uh, drive worthy. Sorry, I butchered that. <laughs> it's uh, not yeah, like I road. Don't know if I know what you mean. It's not like road trip worthy. Like most of the spots, if we did find a dispersed camping on the road, it's probably like forty minutes out of the way mm, off yes. the interstate, which yes. we're not trying to do either. To yeah. make the trip more efficient, we're just kind of bombing it. Which yeah. I still love. Right before we left for the trip, I saw a meme about van life, <laughs> and it was like, uh, "Van life is either squatting in the desert on the same BLM land for three months mm-hmm. or bombing it." 2,000 miles across the U.S. in four days. I'm like, that is it. That <laughs> like, is there ex- is no in-between. <laughs> there is no in-between. That is either it. You're either, like, sitting in the same spot for mm-hmm. months on end, or you're just bombing it and yes. just, like, surpassing everything. So yeah. that's what we decided to do. We yeah. decided to bomb it. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, so, like, to bring up kind of what you just said, how, like, there's not as much public land to stay on. Yeah, the places that we are staying overnight are, you know, it's not somewhere that we can just open up our side door and uh, spread out and, you know, We're have, not our, our couch have out. our couch yeah. out and our mat and everything. No, it's like we get there and we just stealth mode. I mean... We're places we are, like, obviously you can be, but, like, we're not outside. Like, we are contained to the van. Correct. So. Inside life. Yes. So that also, I think, can add to, you know, when we're hitting that five mile or five mile, that five hour mark for the day. And it's, you know, if it's, like, 2.30 p.m. and we just hit that five hour mark, like, what? Are we just going to stop at this rest stop and stay here? You know, like, just stay in the van until it gets dark and then sleep, like... Yeah, I mean, so that's definitely something we consider as well when breaking up this trip. I do love how we kind of give ourselves options every day of five mm-hmm. hours to seven hours to where we get to like our four. Like it's at least we're going to get to the, the spot that's five hours away. Yeah. And then when we get close to that, uh, yeah, depending on the time and also depending on how we're feeling, it's like, all right, you know what? Let's go a few more hours just yeah. to, to make the next day shorter or the day three days from that shorter. But yeah, also on this journey, we were staying mainly at truck stops, at rest stops, at a Cracker Barrel, a Walmart, a Walmart parking mm-hmm. lot. So in that case, you know, we're not trying to get there early in the afternoon with five hours of daylight and just sit in the Walmart <laughs> parking lot. So that affects kind of our travel time as well, where we're a little slower getting started in the mornings. Yeah. Um, we'll have, I mean, I know all of our family friends laugh that we already have extremely slow mornings <laughs> in our life in the van, especially in the desert. Mm-hmm. But uh, we like to continue that on these journeys to where, yeah, I know we have a six to eight hour drive ahead of us, but we're not going to start that until like, 11 yeah um because yeah i'm not trying to get to a cracker barrel parking lot at two in the afternoon and then just have hours to kill i really we want to pull in there after dark make dinner wind down go to sleep and then the next morning we can kind of have a a chiller morning waking Mm -hmm. up which is typically on this journey it's been a lot it's cold so that helped a lot but yeah that's definitely something we consider too of like when we're going to be making the journey in the day i think most people think of long road trips and it's like well let's wake up and get started before dark so Mm -hmm. that we can go ahead and be there and we're like no we don't want to get there until like right at dark yeah because i don't want to just be squatting in some parking lot for hours for a whole day so Yeah. yeah something definitely we also consider on these trips and for those of you who don't know um if you are on a long road trip, whether you're in a van or maybe you're in a car and you're just trying to do it as cheaply and as efficiently as possible. Um, great thing, great places to check out to sleep for the night. As you mentioned, rest stops. They um, love campers. <laughs> rest stops, truck stops, um, Walmarts and Cracker Barrels, which actually this was, I think, our first time 
doing each of those yes. on this trip. Um, but I will say with the Walmart and Cracker Barrel is to always call ahead or walk in and just like double check that they allow overnight parking because I know not all of them do. A lot of them do, but not all. So I would always call beforehand to check. But this was our first time using utilizing both of those places, which I feel like we've heard about mm-hmm. since we got the van, basically. Um, that's a very common thing for not just van lifers, but I mean, RVers, you know, any kind of nomad is to stay in those lots overnight, especially while traveling, especially on the east side of the U.S. Um, So yeah, we got to do that for the first time. It's crazy we're still doing things for the first time, almost in year three. (laughs) Yeah, never stayed in a Cracker Barrel or a Walmart parking lot. We've stayed in plenty of uh loves like parking stops, lot. Yeah, yeah truck stops which mm-hmm. it's i I've, i think i mentioned this on the podcast looking back over three years it's like we've spent probably almost two weeks you know not in the course of every not consecutively not consecutively yeah. but in the course of our our van life journey we spent like two weeks spending the night at truck stops mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> which is funny to think about and now you can even up that with this past trip yeah yeah but I will say I liked the Cracker Barrel and Walmart options. They were quieter than the, tr- than the truck stops. Obviously, a thing you're going to deal with at truck stops is the trucks. Truckers. <laughs> and yeah. the noise. You know who's at um, truck stops? Truckers. You know what trucks do? They truck. They idle. They idle. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all night for yeah. some reason it feels like. Well, I mean, truckers are coming and going all night. That so you too. have that. But yeah. And even when we do park in truck stops, we try to be very uh, aware and not cautious, but just respectful of the truckers. It's for them mainly. Oh, I, yeah. We well, are allowed to park there overnight, but we are not parking in their, their spots no. or their area. Because this is another thing where I get very grateful for the van like specifically is like we can find a place anywhere you know we're not limited by our size really which i know obviously obviously truckers like that's i think one of the biggest things you can drive like they are limited by their size they have limited spots they can park but then if you even want to break it down to like rvs and fifth wheels like they are limited too um so it does make me very grateful i never feel like we're gonna have a hard time finding somewhere just to park for the night yeah you know which is a good feeling. And even then, we've never tried it. But other van lifers tell us you can also try and get away with parking in hotel parking lots. Yes, we have heard that before. We have not done that yet. Mm-mm. So if you have done it, tell us how it went. I don't know if How'd I would you sleep feel? well. I feel like the whole time I'd be like, I'm I not mean, supposed to be here. But I mean, we have... We've stayed in plenty of hotels, so the van has been in hotel parking lots. You see lots. how you, you like we've seen how we could get away with it. Essentially, yeah. you know, yeah. you don't. You see a bunch of cars in the hotel parking lot. You don't know who's actually staying there and who's not. But every time we've come across that where it would be a possibility, there's always another option of like, oh well, we can actually go stay at this truck stop yeah. and be fine as well and not have to worry about. And that. I sleep a little better if I know if I feel secure in where I'm staying. Like yeah. in that sense. Um, but yeah, let's talk about the journey there because <laughs> So yeah, that's logistically how we plan for a journey where we know we're gonna be driving for four days of and six to eight hours each day. The destination is our end goal. Like our goal is just to get there. Yes. Yeah. Like you said, the the uh It's some it, it's not about the journey. It's this about the time destination. it was not about the journey. <laughs> but it was about the journey because there were some interesting little uh Hiccups. Anic- hiccups, anecdotes about this journey <laughs> there that uh, definitely threw some twists and turn at, turns at us. Yeah. It just so happened that, and I, I'm sure most of you remember if you're listening to this, that um, the week before Christmas, there was this really 
a terrible winter storm that was about to sweep across America. An iconic winter storm with record <laughs> lows sweeping yeah, the nation. Not really snowstorms in the areas we were worried about, but temperatures that were plummeting into the negatives yeah. where we were going to be. And that is not van friendly. Yes. Yeah, so, yeah, another thing, obviously, on this whole journey there, we're not plotting out hotels and like booking places to sleep in because we have our whole house. We yes. have our bed with us. We can handle low temperatures, um, but negatives. Negatives I, is a different that, story. That tested. <laughs> that tested. And everything. so literally we had this trip plotted out to where we knew the storm was coming that week. We mm -hmm. had to be in Nashville. We didn't have to be in Nashville by a certain time, but we were trying to get there to go to the Titans game, which was on Christmas Eve. Mm -hmm. Tennessee Titans, they play professional football. They are the best team in the NFL. <laughs> Tighten up. Anyways, we had tickets to go to the Titans game. So that was kind of like, all right, well, let's at least make it to Nashville by then so we can go to the Titans game. Mm -hmm. That also worked out to where we would essentially stay a day ahead of the storm and we could stay in the van every night on our on our stops across the country. We wouldn't have to worry about those negative temperatures because also the crazy thing is like, you wouldn't think staying just one day ahead of that storm would be that much of a difference, but that's how crazy it was. Is yes, it was like staying one day ahead of that storm, the lows were still only in like the 40s, yeah. you know. And then, yes, the next night it was going to be negative 11. Like, how big it dropped was ridiculous, yeah. And so, part of our, our plan was, and if it had gone according to plan, which we'll get to, it would have worked out. Our you know, our first day we would have stayed here, our second day we would have stayed there. The storm was hitting where we stayed the first day of the next day, so it was mm -hmm. dropping like you know, 50 degrees or whatever. It was it was kind of crazy. Um, but we were going to be able to stay in the van the whole route, which just makes it financially more doable if we're not having to book places to stay every night. Um, and also, yeah, I mean, just we're more comfortable doing that. It is our house, even though we're staying in truck stops. We can kind of block out all the windows. and you It's have still my bed. Yeah, it's still your bed. Yeah. It's our home bed. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, after uh, I think the first day we drove from Phoenix to Albuquerque. Mm -hmm. And actually, in Albuquer outside of Albuquerque, we were at pretty high elevation. So it was 16 degrees that night, mm -hmm. which was our cold, one of our coldest nights in the van we've ever stayed in, which is still doable. Oh, yeah. It's very bearable with our little propane heater that we call Wayne Westerberg. <laughs> we do a bad job of calling him. <laughs> we, we do forget that name for, mm -hmm. for some reason. That one hasn't stuck as well as others. Um, I like a journal about Wayne this morning. Oh, that's so. pretty grateful for him. Yeah, Why were you I'm grateful about him. Yeah, because I'm grateful for him because he, he lets us stay in 16 degree temperatures mm -hmm. without having to book a hotel room, mm -hmm. and we stay pretty comfortable. I'll we have do. to I'll have to do my night shift as I call it, where I wake up, will like leave him running, but I don't want to sleep with him overnight running the whole time because this is a propane heater in an enclosed space. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, I'll set an alarm to where I'll wake up after a few hours and then turn him off and then wake up before I want to be up so that the van, the atmosphere in the van is warm for us to get up and get going. Yeah. If we wanted to do that. Um, and so, yeah, first night it was actually pretty cold, but that was mainly based on elevation. Yeah. Not real. The storm was not hitting yet. It's yeah. just December in high elevation, New Mexico, which is also low key. One reason why we're always in Arizona during the winter. I feel like people have asked us how much we've traveled around New Mexico and New Mexico is hard to travel around during the winter because it's, high elevation. it's all high elevation. It Santa is. Fe is over 7,500 feet elevation. So it is getting brutally cold there still so yeah. if we want to travel there it's kind of what we talk about utah it's like shoulder seasons is and the time even to then, go 
Yeah. It's pretty high. And honestly, even dating back to our trip in Nashville in 2021, that mm-hmm. was also our coldest night was staying through New Mexico yeah, on, in on Thanksgiving mm-hmm. yeah, in Gallup, yeah. where it got down to like 14 that night. Yeah. But that is bearable for us. We yeah. see that and we're like, okay, we're just going to, we're going to make that happen. We're only waking up and like driving the next Not day. Not even bearable. Like we know how to make that comfortable. Yes. Um, but we knew those cold temperatures were coming. So next day we had plotted to drive to... Amarillo. Amarillo. Mm-hmm. We just didn't realize we were going to get stuck in Amarillo. <laughs> but as Santiago, the van tends to do every so often, is have some engine troubles, mm-hmm. which he started having on the drive from Albuquerque to Amarillo. Is engine troubles even really the right word? Just mechanical issues. I mean, it, it's all up front. Yeah. For mechanical the most part, issues. mechanical issues yeah. that um, we need to get fixed. This is one that was causing us major drivability issues as yeah. we were going. And uh, yeah, to the point where um, it was kind of being intermittent while I was driving it. So I was like, we could try to keep going, but I don't want to keep on having to deal with this issue. It keeps on coming back. Also, you don't know if it's you're just going to make it worse by trying to drive mm-hmm. it out on this issue. Because I knew that we, if we got to Nashville, we'd have a place to stay. We'd have a place for our dogs and we could, you know, be we could feel comfortable taking the van somewhere to get fixed while we have somewhere to stay rather than trying to do it on the trip yeah but the drivability issues were becoming rampant enough that we decided okay we need to find someone to look at this right now and i mean from amarillo to nashville we still had 13 hours it's only like halfway yeah (laughs) driving left like that is so long um so yeah we did definitely weigh those options because yeah sometimes we'd get windows were like the issue we were experiencing seemed like it was totally gone. And then, you know, a couple hours later it would come back. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it just, it felt like we needed to stop and get this fixed, especially if we could find someone, because that is also the really hard part. I think about these long journeys and these long travels is, yeah, we have, we have our mechanics that we love. We know where they are, but once we leave that area or leave that radius of them, it's, it's a very vulnerable, I mean, it's already vulnerable, but it adds to the vulnerability feeling of like, I don't even know who or what is around here to help me. Well, and especially if you look at the route we were taking, if you were to just pull up on your phone and Google Phoenix to Nashville, mm-hmm. we drive through very rural parts of states, mm-hmm. uh, New Mexico, Texas, Oklahoma. We're looking at basically Oklahoma City as kind of the biggest Albuquerque's probably next. Yeah, which is not that big. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then before we hit Nashville, that's kind of like the three main cities where we would we know we could probably find some help around those areas. Yeah. Um, But here we actually encountered the issue to where I pulled off in San Juan, New Mexico, (laughs) or San Juan. Who knows what they called it? And it was Mm -hmm. literally just the only thing at the exit. I just saw a sign and it's like diesel mechanic on hand right here. I'm like, I need to get them to look at this issue and tell me if I can drive any further. I pulled off. They could not help me. And uh, <laughs> the lady was like, well, he's like, she's like, oh, you got this kind of van, which is Mercedes. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's like, you're you're probably going to have to go to a dealership, which is what everyone tells us. She's like, your best option is Albuquerque. I was like, oh, great. Five hours away. That's where I drove from this morning. Mm-hmm. So, like, that's not really an option. Um, we were, like, a little over an hour outside of Amarillo. And so I just told you, I'm like, all right, let's start Googling mechanics around the area. Start giving them calls. If anyone pops up, Sprinter Van Mechanic or something like that, let's mm-hmm. give them a call, see if they can take us in. Yeah. yeah. Uh, luckily, we found one in Amarillo mm-hmm. who said that if we can make it to them, they will look at it that day and probably be able to help us. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, we made it to them. Yeah, I felt very, very, very grateful for them. Like, they... 
said that they were going to take us in the moment we got there. They also, um, like, have worked on sprinters a lot. Like They have. The main mechanic guy that you were talking to um, was very knowledgeable with sprinters, which is always, always reassuring to me. Like, it is very helpful. There are points where you just want someone to help. It's kind of like, I don't care if you've worked on sprinters or not. I just need help. Do you know how to fix a car yeah. <laughs> and start from there but like it's a very much added bonus if you get someone who's like oh no i've worked on sprinters like this before a lot like i know i have a very good knowledge base um which they did and i don't know how or why <laughs> we found them well somehow but... in our in our years of traveling we've you know when we come across these issues a solution slash a mechanic always presents themselves mm-hmm. yeah which is like very we're very grateful it's for very it. humbling yeah and once again after a few phone calls we found a guy who could literally look at it that day mm-hmm. because yeah most people like the person that the diesel mechanic had pulled off the uh the highway for originally was like well you probably got to find a dealership for this type of van which is either albuquerque mm-hmm. which is like five hours of what the we had just driven yeah. or oklahoma city which was like 10 hours from mm-hmm. where we were so mm-hmm. yeah kind of in no man's land right there but luckily we were able to find someone in amarillo and this place was really great. They said they, they deal with nomads a lot, which makes sense because there's no one's really stopping in destinations <laughs> in the little top of Texas. Most people are just traveling through. Yeah. And Emerald is right off the interstate. Like, yes, it makes sense that their main clientele is just people driving through having drivability yeah. issues. So, yeah, we got to them. Um, they were able to kind of diagnose what they thought the issue was. Mm-hmm. And uh, they were like... You know, we were planning on stopping in Amarillo that night anyway, so mm-hmm. it was going to work out. And they were like, you know, we deal with nomads a lot. We actually have a spot where you can just stay in the van in our parking lot. We'll fix it tomorrow morning and then send you on your way. Mm-hmm. Everything's still on schedule. It was only getting down to like 30 degrees uh, where we stayed in the mechanics lot in Amarillo. Well, it turns out, you know, another thing with the van, which is why people send us to dealerships, it's hard to get parts for mm-hmm. these vans. So even the shop we were at was shipping parts up from Dallas. Um, and they discovered that the next day that the issue was deeper than they thought and they needed to order another part. And that was the night that the storm was hitting. So we were going to have to wait one more night to be able to order parts up from Dallas. And yeah, from the night before where it dropped down to like 31 that night, it was dropping down to, like, negative 21. Yeah, so, think- all of a sudden, the storm had caught up to us because now we're spending two nights in Amarillo. Yeah, yeah. So, at that point, we were faced with the decision. I mean, there wasn't even a decision that had to... It was made for us. We had to get a hotel. It was, yeah. No, I wasn't going to deal with no. that kind of temperatures in the van. Um, whether, I mean, we could have gotten out our, you know, our sleeping bags. We have plenty of blankets. I don't think we would have died, but it's just... <laughs> Okay, well, even just <laughs> saying that, no. Yeah. <laughs> like, See, yeah, that's that's our thought. At that point, it's like, okay, we're for sure going to get a hotel. If you're weighing that, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was our mindset. Like, if yes. we're going to have to weigh this to where it's like literally survival <laughs> if we stay in the van one more night to where it's just going to spend the money to get no. a hotel, we're going to do that. But uh, so we did that. We actually ended up staying two nights because at that point we were stuck. With the storm. Smack, yeah, smack mm-hmm. in the middle of the storm because our schedule had gotten off. So, yeah, even though the van was completed mm-hmm. uh, the day we, we could have left, which was, like, the second day of the storm, was still getting down to negative, like, teens that yeah. night. And so we just went ahead and stayed one more night. Now now we're having to, like, wait wait out the storm for it to pass, yeah. to pass us. Because... We were ahead of it, and then we got stuck with it, and then we were like, well, we're not going to travel with it, so yeah. let's just wait 24 hours and, and get let it pass behind on. It. Yeah, and let's get behind it. Uh, yeah, because the temperatures were ridiculous. I'm sure... 
you all everyone remembers yeah. what was happening that yeah. week um to the point where yeah even when i picked it up and i was ready to go and we're, i was like yeah we're gonna stay one more night in the hotel and then travel tomorrow morning and they knew overnight like if the high that day was like three degrees mm-hmm. and i was still getting down to yeah negative teens that night and the lady was like well she's like Tomorrow when you go to start it, it's not going to start because all your diesel gas is going to be frozen. Learned that. Did Learned, not yeah. know diesel gas could freeze. <laughs> Did not do that either. And I was like, oh, okay, great. <laughs> and I was like, but you guys got it started this morning. She's like, yeah, it took us over three hours. <laughs> and so she told me to go get, you know, buy this degeller that I could pour into the gas tank and then like wait a few hours for it to like turn to slush and then try to get it started. Uh, long story short, we did get it started w- mm-hmm. with that process and we're able to continue on, but still... Though behind the storm, we were kind of trapped in it to where even that next night was going to be hitting like zeros mm-hmm. and negatives in Arkansas. And so uh, we had to get another hotel. Thank you, Lamps. Yes, shout out to Lamps, who <laughs> used some of his hotel points for us. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the next day, we were able to make it to Nashville on Christmas Eve. We did get there on Christmas Eve. We missed the Titans game, we which, didn't... fine, it was. It ended up being the coldest Titans game in history. Yes. Um, so, <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, makes fine sense. Fine that we missed that. Um, you know, it really, it totally shifted the whole trip. It went from, yes, us being as prepared as we can be, being ahead of the storm, knowing what's coming, but, like, until it's there, like, we're fine. But then it got there and it caught up to us and like it totally shifted everything. And then we had to adjust. And so where we were originally planned out and scheduled to stay a day ahead of this to make it to Nashville at this time to not have to spend any extra money getting hotels. Now it suddenly became like now we're spending extra money to stay extra nice hotels to get behind the storm Mm -hmm. so that we're not, you know, worried about survival just to get to Nashville. Pushed us back a day, ended up missing the Titans game, but made it to cashville it didn't become about the destination anymore it became, it became about, the, about journey. the journey and that <laughs> is the lesson right and that's there. why you can't forget about the journey, journey. And that's <laughs> because why it you will can't. always yeah. come to meet so you yeah that we were focused on the destination and the journey was like hold up hold up <laughs> what about me what about me <laughs> and it definitely took front and center which is why we've been talking about this whole time yes but yes. uh you know honestly pretty Overall, I, I'm very thankful to find those mechanics. Ardvark Automotive, if you're ever going through Amarillo and Or need. just traveling on I-40 in either direction going through the top of Texas. Aardvark, Aardvark Automotive in Amarillo. They work on Sprinter vans and... Everything. Everything. So, yeah, yeah, it was great that we found them and that they would let us stay in their lot. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. we could only stay there one night because the next night was deathly freezing. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But... After all that, two day I guess two days later than planned, when yeah. we originally left, we made it to Nashville. <laughs> we did. We made it to Nashville. We made it to our destination, the 23 and a half hours. How does it, or 22 and a half hours plus, how does it feel as the person who, like, drove the whole thing? Like, what does it feel like when you, I guess I don't know, I've never done a 22 and a half hour drive. How does it feel like when you finally make it to your destination? Like, do you feel accomplished or like um, tired? No, I just felt, tired. <laughs> I just felt grateful to make it. You know, kind of like <laughs> I'm just happy to be here. Kind of like in that Office episode, the Fun Run Race for the Cure, where Michael Scott finally finishes the race, and mm-hmm. they just hand him that lamp post, and he just holds it with yes. puke on his face. And <laughs> it's not, you know, it was it was a rough journey. I'm not feeling accomplished. I'm not feeling 
happy. I'm just like, oh, right, we made it. You're not feeling happy? (laughs) I'm not feeling happy. Wow. I mean, I was happy to not have to drive for a few weeks, but that was nice. But it it was, it definitely took a toll on us um, mentally, emotionally, financially. Yeah. (laughs) You know, we don't, we didn't expect the trip to be as expensive as it was Mm -hmm. getting there. Yeah. You definitely do kind of, when you arrive in that state, I feel just kind of like dazed and I just kind of like walk in and I'm just like, I need to just like lay down and not talk or think about anything probably for 48 hours at least. (laughs) And the problem was then that put us behind was we were getting there on literally the holidays days. And so we were kind of thrown right into family gatherings Mm -hmm. and friends and food and fun. And so, yeah, it took me still uh, a full week or so to Mm -hmm. really kind of like settle down from the journey and like really be like, okay, we are here. We made it. All that shit did happen. Yeah. But now we're here. (laughs) Because yeah, I mean, that's what we were, that was a big part of like us being there was being, you know, being with family for these holiday celebrations. And like, we had all these things planned and like, we were very, very excited for them, but it's, it's always so different when like, you know, of course, Things didn't go as planned, so we didn't arrive with that time to really rejuvenate from the drive. And kind of, like, settle into our Nashville mm-hmm. stay, mm-hmm. what it was going to be like. So, like, yes, it was all still awesome and lovely and very wonderful to spend that time with family. But we were, like, running on fumes. We were on empty. Yes. Um, For, like, the first five to seven days, yeah. I just felt like I was still every, you know, we had stuff planned almost, like, every day, mm-hmm. I feel like. And, yeah, it was just like, oh, my God. I mean, I lo- it's going to be fun. It's going to be great seeing all these people, but I am empty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I don't, I mean, this is another piece, too, to this trip, um, which we obviously knew going in. We were actually going to have to leave Nashville for a little bit once we yes. got there. Even though earlier in this episode we were talking about we knew we could stay there for an indefinite amount of time, which is true. Um, but another little curveball, I guess, in the situation was we had booked a wedding in Estes Park, Colorado. So right outside of Rocky Mountain National Park for New Year's Day. So we knew we we're going to have to be in Colorado in the Denver Estes Park area around New Year's. So we knew that was going to have to happen. We bought plane tickets just to fly from Nashville to Denver for that weekend and then come back. Um, So not only did we land in Nashville kind of feeling like a flat tire um, and then had all this really fun time with family, but just kind of like, you know, still hadn't really gotten the chance to settle yet. Uh Then we have to fly out to Denver and work. And work. Also, another layer, there's another layer to that. <laughs> we were flying on Southwest. <laughs> yes. And if, uh, for those of you who don't remember, that was also the Southwest Hell Week. Yes. Where literally thousands upon thousands of flights were getting canceled. And so, yeah, that was kind of just a mental rain cloud, mm-hmm. storm cloud, literally hanging over our heads the whole week of, you know, Christmas up to New Year's and spending all this time with family. It was like, all right, we're going to have to make this trip out to Denver. It's for work. We have we to have be to there. We have to be there. And so, like, I mean, we had plan B in place where uh, luckily our flight was late one, you know, at the end of the week, which mm-hmm. was all of that kind of happened at the beginning of the week. But we had a plan in place to where we were at. The, at worst comes to worst, we were going to rent a car and we we're going to drive to Colorado <laughs> in one day, shoot the wedding and then drive back to Nashville the day after. Yeah. 
which, which is we had done before. We've done the Nashville to Denver, not in the van. I'm not saying the van. We were going to rent a car this time, but that's still like a 16 and a half hour to 18 hour drive day, shooting a wedding, which was a 10 hour day, mm-hmm. and then turning around and doing that drive back. After was, was kind of our our backup plan for if our flights were just not going to go through. Like. I was so exhausted thinking about that backup plan then in that headspace. And even now that we're like, all this has passed, that still exhausts me to think about. That would have been, it would have been so exhausting. I mean, we would have done it. We would have made it work, but. It would have just been another little story that we could have talked about in the podcast, you know. But luckily, (laughs) luckily, as you mentioned, our flight was on a Friday. um, So it was towards the end of that hell week that, um southwest was experiencing so luckily our flight did not experience any i mean it was even on time it wasn't even delayed it didn't experience any difficulties um but i will say the the days leading up to it just like not like knowing it was very very possible that this flight was going to get canceled and like we have no control over that that was very mentally taxing and emotionally taxing. just checking the news constantly updates like every like monday tuesday wednesday Mm -hmm. being like the Southwest cancellations are getting worse. Like mm-hmm. no one knows what the heck is going on. The government is investigating. Yeah. It's like at the end and then to like switch your flights at the time to another airline was going to be insanely yeah, expensive. Yeah, we did look into that option, but yeah, it seemed like other airlines were like taking advantage of yeah. Southwest situation. Cause they know, Oh, a bunch of people are going to want to cancel their Southwest flight and try to book with American or book with United or whatever. And so their prices were jacked up. It was just a hell of a week, a hell of a two weeks to travel, <laughs> which is exactly what we did. We traveled, <laughs> we, traveled. <laughs> we traveled, but yeah, I remember on the wedding day, which we, we always give ourselves like a buffer day of travel. Mm-hmm. In case cancellations happen. Mm-hmm. So we had a whole day to like, you know, have a plan B before the wedding. Yeah. But even on the wedding day, I remember telling the bride, she thought we had driven there. And I was like, no, we flew. And I was like, and we flew Southwest. She's like, oh my God, I'm so glad you did not tell me you were flying Southwest. The <laughs> I would week never tell up. her that. Yeah, never. No. But uh, it was a great day. It regardless. was. So yeah, that was another little thing. We're just already running on fumes. And then that week was happening. Like we get there, we know we're going to have to go out and work the next week, which should be a fun little weekend getaway. But yeah, never time to rejuvenate and fill our tanks Mm -hmm. and then just have that storm cloud hanging over us of the uncertainty of what the next weekend was going to be where we had to go out and work to pay for our trip to nashville that just cost us an arm and a leg yeah it was dog leg it was a lot it was a lot (laughs) yeah that was the journey i'm tired just thinking about it i am too after that though after we flew to colorado shot the wedding we came back to nashville january 2nd and then I feel like we really could land <laughs> because yes. we had nothing on the horizon at that point. We had gone to shoot that job. We had made, limped into Nashville. We had made it. Now was our time to fill our cups and then visit people. Yeah. You know, Experience like, Nashville or our home as, mm-hmm. you know, we kind of on our terms more. Yeah. Uh, and also a little like refueled. We could take a few days. We could take days wherever we wanted. There was no schedule at that point. Just waiting on the baby to, to be born and to enter the earth. <laughs> so yes. I feel like that is where our Nashville time really started mm-hmm. on our in, on our own terms. Yeah. In our own, on our own schedule. Yeah. Yeah. And it felt... It felt really good. It felt very balanced. Well, it felt really good. Like, once we were able to, like, get there, land, settle in, and just, like, you know, yeah, experience Nashville, like, kind of on, like you just said, kind of on our own terms. Uh, okay. You know, like, yeah. 
everything, all of the stress of everything, of getting there, getting to Colorado, all of that. We had moved past. We had moved on. We had shot the wedding. We'd that was done. shot the wedding. We could rest. We could refill our cups. And now we can do the things we want to do, see the people we wanted to see. And Not that we weren't doing that the week before. We were. We should, and we had great times mm-hmm. and great moments. It was just, yeah, we, we discussed it. But, yeah. Our cups were empty. Our cups at were that empty. Time. And it's, diff- it's different when your cup and is And they were full. getting filled up, but we were literally chugging them. <laughs> they would get filled up, and we were chugging yeah. them. That's how I would extend the analogy that week. <laughs> that's, so a good, that's a good way It wasn't going to be a point where we always had this reserve of liquid to drink, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, we had had a chance to, like, now really be there with full cups, be there with awareness and energy mm-hmm. <laughs> right <laughs> to be really present of like what we wanted to do and, mm-hmm. and yeah. yeah so how was the time for you what when you look back on this <sighs> this time which now you know we stayed we left nashville to come back here on what day that we leave nashville to come back yes. to arizona yes which we are in arizona right now recording this podcast for those wondering we um, have made now the return journey but it was I mean, probably it was... january 18th or 19th I think it was the 18th. The 18th. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, we had, you know, January 2nd to January 18th. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like we're no holidays, mm-hmm. just <laughs> Nashville. Yeah. You know, it was, it's always, it's always like a mixed bag when I'm in Nashville and then when I leave Nashville because, as you mentioned, like, that's where we're from. That's where we were born and raised. And I have... I. I love Nashville very much. Like when I look back on Nashville, like I feel very, I have great memories. I have great moments. There's great people there that I love so dearly and it will always have that piece to it for me. And so I always feel that when I get there. Um, But it is, since it is like your home and you have all of these like nostalgic feelings and these old memories Every time I come back there, I'm like a different version of myself. Mm -hmm. So just internally, I feel that, you know, like I come back and I feel that like, oh, I'm different now than the last time I was here or something feels different than the last time I was here. Like, and it's honestly, it's not always positive or negative. Sometimes it's very neutral. You know, I would say overall, overall, it's very neutral. It's neither good nor bad. It's not triggering in any way. It's just... What is? It's just what is, you know? And, like, there's a lot of beauty in that. Like, even though no matter how much I keep uncovering and discovering or rediscovering parts of myself or staying curious about, you know, moving forward in my life, like, there's always still a part of me that will feel at home there and feel very at peace and happy there. And then there's also a part of me that's like, yeah, this is a new part of me that I'm bringing here now. And sometimes like that, that doesn't fit the way it used to anymore, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and like I said, it's totally neutral, but it is, it is always something I feel internally, I think every time I'm there. So it's, it's a very mixed bag, yeah. <laughs> you know? Um, how did it feel for you? Like, I liked how you said, I think that connected with me, the part you were saying where, yeah, you're not what kind of who you are and who you become now and in your life doesn't always fit Mm -hmm. back into those slots anymore. Like, 
you know, now I'm a circle trying to fit back into a square hole. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of how it's felt to me. Even before the trip, I felt like, especially, I know we had the trip back to Nashville in 2021, which was a shorter stint. This was going to be a much longer stint out of the van. And I, you know, just in that, the last year and a half, I feel like I've really been blossoming for us in terms of our, this lifestyle. Um, The events that have happened, the people we've met, just the kind of patterns and rhythms of life that we've gotten into have really, I feel like really started flourishing last year and a half. So yeah, I came to Nashville being like, I feel so changed and Mm -hmm. this feels so different to come back here. Um, to a point where I was having some feelings of like, I I didn't want to be there all the time. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I wanted to see people, which was part of being there, but like, I didn't want to just be there. Mm. Um, it just didn't feel like it fit. It didn't feel good all the time. I just, you know, um, but I kind of got over that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I knew we were going to be there. I wanted to be there for the purpose, the purposes we were there for. And so, Mm -hmm. um, I kind of just had to work through that mentally, um, and just take advantage of like, all right, what are the good, like, you know. Look at, focus on what's good, not mm-hmm. just that what you're missing out on, like what is different from the life you're living now and the person you become, but like what are the benefits of being here? Seeing the people you love, having great times with them, you know, getting to do things that, yeah, they're just not part of our life anymore. Mm-hmm. And um, those were all really good. Yeah. Yeah. I but think... it, it did take a while for me to, I had to, and kind of continually sometimes just, I'd wake up and just have to like make it over that mental hurdle of like, all right, this is not who I am. This is not, this is not me. Like, and that feels kind of ungrounded. Um, but just being able to like, I know it's not permanent. Um, mm-hmm. and just like float in the ungrounded space. Yeah. I think that anytime I have felt that way, I think it's because kind of going back to what I said, I think I'm trying to, I would, like subconsciously not consciously just falling easily falling back into that old patterns and old rhythms of like molding myself back into maybe who or what I was when I lived there Mm -hmm. just because like the location I guess just like kind of my it like almost makes me want to rewire and get back to like who and what I was when I lived there. It makes you want to like squeeze yourself into that square. Yeah. That, yes. That shape that you've always been, but you knew you've changed now. Yeah. And so I, I, I feel like, cause I would feel that way too sometimes. Not that I didn't want to be there, but like I would feel kind of lost. Just like, yeah. I don't know, who, I don't know who I am here anymore, I guess. Uh-huh. But then. And I who I like, am doesn't fit in this puzzle anymore. But I feel like <laughs> I was able to reframe it to like, like, I love, I still love, this is why it's such a mixed bag. Like, I still love being here. And I still love these places and these people. And, like, I I still have a lot of love for this, this area and these people. And so it's like, okay, well, how can I bring my triangle self here or my circle self? Triangles are my favorite shit. I really wanted it to be a triangle. Three points where two lines How can meet. I bring that here and, like... I think what was, what could like cause some inner like turmoil was, yeah, trying to fit, make myself fit back into that. And it's like, well, I don't have to do that. I can just bring my, because I want to be a triangle. I'll bring my triangle self here and like, and, you know, like come here in that shape and in that form. And I can still thrive and like be here that way. Mm -hmm. You know, like I don't, I think it was kind of um, like, some like almost making something too difficult for myself that I didn't have to. You yeah. know, like no one was making me <laughs> feel that way or like 
feel like I had to be that way. It was all kind of self-created. Yeah, I think you nailed it on the head. I think that's kind of where I came to, too. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, yeah, no one's making me this way, and I can definitely be my new shape in this space. Mm-hmm. Um, even though it feels so disconnected kind of from our life out here. Like, mm-hmm. already already being in the van for two nights out here feels 1,000% different than any of our time in Nashville. But I think it's unfair for us to go there and expect that it's going to feel the same. Because yeah. it's not. No, it's you know. not. And I think I was just had a little bit of like worry about, especially the longevity of time we're going to be there and kind mm-hmm. of just being there indefinitely to the point where like I'm, I know I'm going to need to like develop patterns there. Yeah. And we're like, going to be there long enough. We're going to be there long enough. Like, and I was kind of worried of like, I don't like what patterns can I form there? Like I'm a different, I'm a different person. I'm changed. Like what? I don't want to fall into these old habits or mm-hmm. yeah, try to squeeze myself into this old shape. And it's like, well, you don't have to, you can embrace it for what it is now with who you are now. Mm-hmm. Let those two meet. Yeah. Let those know? two meet and see how it goes. And, uh, yeah, I think after I kind of got over that and then it just became like a, and I, I know I don't want to say anything for the future, but we did talk about how we might never make that long a trip <laughs> there again, especially <laughs> driving. I don't want to say never, but it, at that point it kind of became, all right, now we have all this time to like, what do I really want to do? Who do I want to see? And it became like a, almost like an extended reunion slash going away bash <laughs> <laughs> again, mm-hmm. where it felt like the people we were seeing, we started celebrating hard <laughs> in the, like from the times, like we haven't seen each other that much over the past five years. Mm-hmm. And now we have all this time, like, yo, I don't, Let's I don't, go. I don't need to sleep tonight. <laughs> <laughs> so like once you feel like you allowed yourself to meet like the you now to meet, uh-huh. Nashville then how like how do you feel like it went from there I felt like I was just able to kind of like let be free like Mm -hmm. let loose Mm -hmm. not put pressure on myself to do anything Mm -hmm. Um, I think there was I found there was space to do everything that we wanted to do to hang out with friends and stay up till 4 30 a.m but then also too I knocked out a whole elopement film while we were there Mm -hmm. Um, so there was time to there was time and space to work um, and to kind of get into rhythms and do what, you know, focus on that stuff as well as like, all right, tonight we're going all out. We're seeing these people. We're going to just, you know, live it up because mm-hmm. we we do this once every five years now. Um, why not take advantage of that? Like you have the space and time for that too. And so, yeah, I appreciated both of those yeah. spaces. It's such a, it's like a, I mean, it's a marriage of sorts of like where we came from and where our roots were very much ingrained and that's still something we carry with us forever but then like you're marrying that with this 30 my 31 you're 31 this 31 and this 33 year old now versions of ourselves um and i think it's always going to be that way forever you know every time we go back it's going to be you know bringing bringing like new things into a place that has a lot of old roots there Mm mm-hmm Roots. 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 Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, th- I think yeah, same for me. And yeah, even I was journaling about it yesterday and I just started like listing just like the great things that we did. Mm-hmm. And it was just, it kept going. Like just the mom- the hits. Mm-hmm. It was a list of like our greatest hits from our time in Nashville. And that you're looking back at all those, I'm like, how did we even have to, uh, even have time to edit <laughs> looking at all those times? But that's how long we were in Nashville, too. That tells you something. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, the space was there for all of it to exist mm-hmm. um, and to exist in the shapes we are now. And yeah, 
That and I'm very, cool. I'm very grateful for that. I'm grateful we have the spaces to be able to do that. Uh-huh. You know, um, the baby was born. Baby brew did come. Yes, <laughs> welcome to the earth. Welcome Earthside Brewer. Which was, I mean, that whole, that whole journey and process was just incredible and amazing. And I'm so glad that we got to be there and witness it and just. I'm excited for that chapter for Emily and Lance, you know, to start with parenthood with baby brew. They're going to do awesome. They're already doing awesome. It made me very happy to, to be there with them during Mm -hmm. that time. It did too. I was very thankful to like be in that space with them and support them from a distance or to be right Mm -hmm. there, you know, Mm -hmm. and, uh, yeah. But a distance at that time was probably like only 20 miles as opposed to like 1200. Correct. <laughs> yes. To be in the area when called upon. Yes. Uh, if needed. Yeah. That felt, that felt very right in my heart. And that's, I mean, that's always a good feeling to have. Yeah. Uh, overall, I've been thinking at this time in Nashville, when I like try to put it into any term or whatever, it felt like it was spectrum crossing to me. It crossed like whatever spectrum you wanted to put out there, it crossed the whole entire thing. Mm. One being just the age of the people we hung out with while we were there. <laughs> <laughs> so we one day drove down to Huntsville and saw your grandmother who is... 91. And then the next week I'm literally holding a four-hour old <laughs> child in my arms. That spectrum is blows my mind. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Wow, I haven't said with that, but you're so right. <laughs> this is stuff I was kind of sitting back on the drive there. I was like, man, the, the hot, you know... People always say like the highs are super high and the lows are super low. Mm-hmm. Whatever spectrum you, whatever you want to put on that spectrum, it was everything for that. Yeah. There was nights we were staying out till 5 a.m. And then there was nights we were going to bed It keeps getting at later and later. Yeah. It was never five. We never stayed out till five. 6 a.m. one night. <laughs> we were literally watching the sunrise still up from the no. day before. I'm just kidding. No, we, it was like 4.30. I think four. So that means I'm not going to bed till like five. <laughs> you know. But to nights where we just had chill nights and watched TV and then went to sleep, yeah. you know? And then, yeah, to the, the age of the people we hung out mm-hmm. with, uh, that's what I just love that little mm-hmm. funny note about it. Cause I, I mean, my mind was blown and getting to like hold brew mm-hmm. as a newborn, just being like, I don't know, just a few hours yeah. of him being breathing this air yeah. that I've been breathing. And then, yeah. And then we made an intentional time to go see your grandmother who's 91 mm-hmm. years old. She's been breathing this air for 91, 91 years. 91 <laughs> years old. And yeah. like that was in the the span of a week. Yeah. I'm, and I'm hanging out with both those people. <laughs> wow. And then, yeah, just some of the emotional highs were just high. Mm-hmm. Like uh, we had a night at one of our favorite dive bars with the people that we'd always go there back in the day. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I just could, just closed it down that night. Mm-hmm. Just literally closed down the bar, karaokeing. Um, and then we had some really hard emotional times mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. Which I'm not going to dive into here. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. just take my word for it. So yeah. yeah, some of the highest highs, lowest lows, the spectrums were crossed in every which way. Yeah. And I think something that I keep coming away with, which I think was why that first, the first week we got there was... It was so awesome and so fun, but also like a challenging piece to it was, as we mentioned, we were so, our cups were so empty and we didn't have a chance to refill them before like all of this fun stuff we had planned with family, which Mm -hmm. was very, very fun. But like something I'm really valuing now and like something that I have been getting and I feel like we really got in Nashville was like quality time with these people. Because I mean, obviously, if there's something we know, it's 
you know, I don't, we don't live in Nashville anymore. So we don't. Quantity of time is not there anymore. Yes. Quantity is gone. So quality is usually very, very high. And like that first week, it was very, very high, but I didn't feel like I could like keep up with with it because I was so tired. You couldn't match the quality. I couldn't match the quality. And like it was there and like it felt quality from everyone else around me. And like I was, I felt like I could only give 75%, you know, or whatever. Um, And so I think that kind of like weighed on me a little bit, but then yeah after we did went to denver and came back and like were able to rest and rejuvenate i feel like i was able to match the quality um which felt really good but that is something i always come very like anytime we leave i feel very grateful was just the quality of time with everyone that we spent time with Uh uh-huh agreed Um, yeah i mean some some people we saw for only one night but mm -hmm. it feels like when i look back on that national trip it's like oh man like that was such a great time and you're so present you know when you're not exhausted you're so present (laughs) (laughs) And that always is going to make the quality feel like top notch. And like, yeah, time doesn't even really matter or exist at that point. Yeah. Well, the drive back was (laughs) less eventful. (laughs) Yes. Any other weird before we get to the drive back, any other just, you know, especially this was our longest time, I think, living, say, in sticks and bricks Mm -hmm. um, with those kind of anonymities and mm-hmm. that access to running water and you know did, did it feel like foreign to you to get back into those rhythms of like oh i can shower day <laughs> in and day out you know it i can sleep in a bed that vibrates <laughs> and everything is plugged in in this house um <laughs> it foreign's not the right word it never feels foreign um it just i feel very very aware and like sometimes forget i think of the opportunities that it presents. Um, yeah, I kind of, I think we'll forget, oh yeah, I could shower every morning if I wanted to, or I can, I remember there was one night I was like hand washing dishes and my dad was like, <laughs> you know, we have a dishwasher and I'm like, I'm just glad there's running water I can use to wash these, dishes. you know, like, I don't yeah, know. So I'm I was cool like, with hand washing because there's running water. Like yeah. that's already and an I upgrade control, to you. I can and control he's, the temperature. Yes. And, and he's like, but there's also a dishwasher <laughs> right beside yeah. you. So like sometimes I'll like forget kind of like <laughs> the anemones that are around or I just like, yeah, it won't click with me that I can like use that on the reg. Um, but no, I don't, I wouldn't think say foreign is the right word. I think, I do think this kind of feeds into what we were talking about earlier, like trying to fit yourself in a, a shape that doesn't fit the shape that you are. Um, like, yeah, of course we both used to be very used to living in sticks and bricks. That's all we lived in until we moved into the van. So like, you know, the first 28 to 30 years of our lives, that's what we lived in. Of course, those habits come back easily and naturally, mm-hmm. but yeah, my mind now, when I think of just living in general, is totally different. So it's bringing that mind to be back in sticks and bricks. It, like, crashes into old, like, old wiring of you used to live this way. And mm-hmm. it, there can be an adjustment period. Yeah. <laughs> but it never feels... I don't, I don't think foreign is the right word. I think just, yeah, an adjustment period of, like, okay, how do I take the way I live life now... And combine it with this way that I used to live. It doesn't feel foreign. Like, I know I can easily slip back into it, but how do I, like, merge these two? Yeah. You know? Yeah, I think I just went full send. Like, <laughs> I know, well, I knew, like, we weren't going to be, like, the van life was not going to be prevalent in our time. They were only, we weren't even driving the van. I mean, and that's so... another thing. So, yeah, 
like when you live in a van and you do go stay maybe with family or friends for like an extended period of time, like lots of people do that differently. Some people, um, will still stay in their van. Like they'll sleep in their van in the driveway. Um, and then I guess just like utilize the house outside of that. Um, we have never done that. And my fear and like, we've gone full send. We have been like, like literally the moment we get there, we'll move in. We park the van in the driveway and it's going to stay there till we leave. Yeah. We stay in the house. We do everything in the house. Um, I mean, we drove the van once, I think while we were there every other time, uh, we were very grateful. We had a motor transportation. So we kind of just abandoned it all together. Yeah. <laughs> That's how I felt. We just like moved in for a, a, like full sin, mm-hmm. like not going to like spread ourselves out between trying yeah, to still never, access van and then also still trying to like, you know, we haven't done it. So I guess we can't speak to it, but to me, I feel like I'd feel, yeah, just kind of spread thin and not totally settled if we like still stayed and slept in the van and maybe even cooked in the van, but like would still utilize the house from sort of like, I feel like I'd be spread thin between the two. I think I had to commit. I feel like I have to commit to one, mm-hmm. um, which I'm going to choose the house. So Yeah. That's the way we do it. I know not everyone does that, but um. But yeah. So you but went we also, full send. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, th- I mean, I think I would say we both did. We just went full in terms of like we were living in the house. Yeah, the van was just we'd only go out to the van if we forgot something. Really. Yeah, which was often yes, <laughs> but we didn't feel like yeah we moved everything essential into mm-hmm. the van immediately, like into as the if house. we were moving yeah, uh, yeah yeah from the van into the house kind yeah. of like immediate like we we moved in and settled and. The van was was there if we needed to drive it, but mm-hmm. other than that, it was not any kind of form of living. So yeah, we didn't want to try and like spread ourselves out between having parts of our life still be in the van, um, and then having parts of our life be elsewhere. Though yeah. it's still you know hindsight, I'm still open to mixing it up because that one day we did drive the van on the tail end. <laughs> so we drove out to visit some of my family, mm-hmm. and I was like just driving it. I was like starting to get back that van energy where got I got excited. I got so excited. Just we had like a 30 minute drive in it. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh my god, this is awesome! Like this is a, this is what our lives are. They haven't been this way for three. Even though weeks. driving the van is the worst part <laughs> yeah. of yeah. van life. <laughs> yeah, but but still, even that that got me. Yeah, and even driving it to Nashville was like the worst of the worst part. Mm-hmm. But still just like being in it and just kind of like remembering, Oh yeah, this is our life. Cause just, I had, yeah, I gone full send. I'm like, it's not going to be a part of this Nashville trip. Mm-hmm. We're not going to be living in it. We're not going to be utilizing any part of it. So like, just put it out of, out of sight, out of mind. Yeah. And yeah. so, but yeah, even getting back into it, I felt extremely rejuvenated for where we are now to be back out in the desert, to be back into our lives that we've created. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if that, I mean, now that you say that, I wonder if that plays a part sometimes in like the adjustment period, I think for us of like, because we do just kind of cold Turkey, just cut it. Like literally, like we said, we got to my dad's house, put it in the driveway and like did not touch it for like (laughs) (laughs) three weeks. Like, I wonder if that kind of like cold turkey. We eventually took everything out and did laundry like two and a half weeks. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But I just wonder if that kind of like cold turkey just cut can like affect the transition a little bit. I'm sure it does. Um, You know, who knows? We're not, we're not experts on this, but (laughs) yeah, that's our experience. (laughs) Yeah. That's our experience. But yeah. How did it feel for you then being Megan asked? Did it feel foreign at all for that long? Um, I don't know. The t- time is just 
the framework of time is hard to wrap my brain around. Yeah. Every year I get older. Yeah. And so, yeah, whether we were there three days, three weeks, mm-hmm. over a month, like it's, it doesn't feel like any of those, it feels all of those times and none of those times. Yeah. Um, you know, now that we're back out here, it's like, was that all just a dream? <laughs> Did we it was leave? all the dream. Yeah. <laughs> Did we even leave? Did we even Which go we to Nashville? Which we say this a lot too, because I know... We're going to be saying the same thing when we go up to Colorado in the summer. We're going to be like, wait, did we ever leave? Did we even go down to the desert? Like, Yeah. Did that whole trip and disaster on the way there even happen? Yeah. You know, but yes, they did happen and yeah. they're, they're in there. And so uh, I, I think we're still trying to process it, which is part of this, this podcast probably too. Yeah. But I don't, it doesn't feel foreign, right? That is the wrong word, but I definitely feel like even still up till the last day where, you know, I was bathing daily or mm-hmm. we were getting in some type of water, whether it's a hot tub, shower, or bath. bath. Yeah. Like even the last day I'm like, oh man, a hot bath and like reading a book still sounds so good. Like I know I'm mm-hmm. not like, I'm just so not used to that where even though I've done it for like three weeks in a row and it sounds like for the people who have that access, they're like, why would you want to take a bath right now? I'm like, that is literally all I want to do right now is take a <laughs> bath and read a book. You know, I think you'd be amazed at what, what your mind can do when you just like either turn things off or turn things on. Like when we get to a house like that and so like that option is turned on, that light is green, we're all about it. And you know, you can sit there and be like, oh, I don't know how I could, why would I ever want to leave this? Like I can have a bath every day. But then once you do leave it and like that, that light turns red, like it's totally turned off. Like there is no option right now for us to get in a hot bathtub where we are right now no but like once you've like made that clear in your mind and you know it's not even possible you don't really miss it that much yeah it's out of the realm of existence like, out of sight even, out of mind yeah 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 but like but yeah when you are in the house and like we're just sitting like you can see the bathtub all day long like it's yes. right there yeah of course like you're gonna want to do it and it's great and it is very rejuvenating and i feel like you really appreciate it for all that it is even if you're doing it every day for three weeks that appreciation is still there every day (laughs) yes even up until the last day where it's like that you know what it's our last night and i could see one more person but all i want to do is get in that bath (laughs) and read a few chapters of oathbringer yeah so not foreign not foreign. You can still like kind of get back into that space. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it was nice playing video games on a large screen TV <laughs> <laughs> and hanging out with all the people and all those times. Yeah. And the drive back went incredibly smooth compared to the drive there. Mm-hmm. We did. It was all on track. Uh, yes. We made it in four days back out to the desert with no, well, I won't say with no hiccups. <laughs> <laughs> We won't have to get into that now. Okay. But uh, smoothly in terms of the driving process. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, uh, which was great. And it also, yeah, like you said earlier, how I like driving, I I knew even going back, it was going to give me this space to just process and think out thoughts and just, you know, exist on the open road. So kind of to close, like when you look back on this month long journey we just did. Hoofda. What comes to mind? Uh, Oofta. Oofta. The H-H-H-H-J-J-J form. <laughs> no one's going to get that reference. No, literally no one. <laughs> Except Clayton when he gets older and starts listening to all of our podcasts. Because we're like the coolest aunt uncles. Um, the Spectrum Crossing. That's what I've been sitting with. Like, And even, I think, also to add more weight to that saying, like, the Spectrum Crossing of like the life we came to. 
like the life we're living right now, back mm-hmm. in the van in the desert, mm-hmm. crossing the spectrum of our road trip, and then what our life was in Nashville, even how ex- existed. They feel like they are polar opposites, mm-hmm. you know, from being from leaving the house, going full sin, cold turkey, taking baths every day for a month, mm-hmm. uh, to yeah, just being back out here where it's fucking cold outside right now. It is cold right now, <laughs> and the wind's blowing, but the desert is beautiful. The sunset was awesome last night. Like that spectrum to like. The people we hung out with, the experiences we had, the qualities of time, the emotions I felt from mm-hmm. very happy to <clears throat> anger and mm-hmm. sadness, like everything was crossed. The realms were crossed. And I think I'm going to learn a lot about my, myself still. I think it's going to help a lot of growth yeah. happen yeah. as I process it more and more and more and more yeah. and more. Yeah, I think when I... Right now, like, still very fresh, not even, like, a week out. But I think when I look back on that whole month, I feel, and this is always, like, I feel like I was so, my sister texted me, like, as the day we left. And I was just like, how are you feeling about leaving? And this has been the theme for me the last two times we've driven to Nashville and left. Is like, I just feel so grateful. And, like, it's grateful for many things. Like, I feel grateful for, you know, the family that, like, welcomes us back when we get there, even though maybe we are different than the last time they saw us. You know, Mm -hmm. maybe there's something different about us or, like, the way we think or, like, the way we live or anything, but it always feels like a safe landing pad to just, like, be welcomed back. I'm grateful for that. I'm grateful for the relationships I have there. So grateful that we can just come together and, like... Kind of pick right back up. Be each other who we are now and yes just pick right back up and move forward with life and have a good time and make quality good memories stay up till 7 (laughs) a.m and be very present with each other and sleep under a christmas tree and like i don't know that was a random reference but just (laughs) all the things like i feel so grateful for the relationships and how deep and loving they are back there um i feel really grateful that that is where I come from. That's where I was raised. Like, I know I always leave there being like, if it weren't for those people in that part of the country, like I wouldn't be where I am today. Like I know everything that happened in that, in Nashville over my life has led me to where I am now. And I can't not be grateful for that. I'm so grateful for it. And going back to visit. says a lot about where you are now too. Oh. Like you like where you are now. Yeah, I do like yeah, where I am yeah. now. Yes. So, yeah, I think, I mean, just, just gratitude, always gratitude. Gratitude and a shit ton of fun memories. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, yeah I, I have to, I have to pee now. Okay. I can't believe I made it this long, honestly. I have to pee again. <laughs> okay. So that's fair. Well, if you've made it this far into this episode, thank you so much for listening and listening while we unpack and while we process and. Because this is still very fresh on our on our minds and on our hearts. So thank you for making it this far with us. Also, we're back in the desert now. So if you have, you know, an itch to maybe want to come out and explore, hit us up. Let us know. You're yeah. always welcome. I don't know. I should have started writing down a list of all the people I literally looked in their eyes <laughs> invited to come out and visit us in the desert because it was a long list. Yes. And uh, I hope that i hope you take it to heart and know that we really mean it yeah i hope and i hope yeah if you're listening to this you follow through on that because you are definitely welcome yes for sure well thank you so much for listening uh we've got some great 
episodes planned, I know, for the next couple weeks, but I'm excited for where this podcast is going this year. So like, subscribe, <laughs> comment. Yeah, I don't know how you comment. Tell your on friends. That. Yeah, tell your friends. That's commenting, Tell your right? family. But we love you, and we will see you next time. Peace out. Peace out.